So, Danny, we have we have a lot to get to. Uh-oh. Besides just uh, obviously the band. I know you always yell at me when I try to talk to you before you introduce. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, so do do we want to do we want to introduce just so we can then just go con- for it? Continue bullshitting, um, but at least it's after the formal opening of the show. <clears throat> sure. Sure. Okay. Hey everybody. Welcome back to Five Songs or Less. This is Danny, and this time around I've punished Dante with the zombies, the band. And he's playing Disarm? No, you ass. Hold on, let me kick on the distortion in a second. Actually, if you could just make like a buzzing sound with your mouth, because this is an acoustic. Perfect. How do you not know what this is? It's this episode. And wow. that bombs, and yeah, that bombs, and that guns, and that guns in your hand. <laughs> they are dying. Ah, uh, a beautiful really, tribute to really, the deceased. Really good. Well, um, that seems like a. Did you watch the show Dairy Girls? <laughs> that you Netflix? fucking just made that up. <laughs> it sounds like I did. Dairy Girls? No, I'm, I'm like D E R R Y. Dairy. Oh girls. no, no, not like Dairy Dairy Girls. Oh, <laughs> stop making that motion. <laughs> uh, Utterly disgusting. It's really good. It's fucking hilarious. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. Okay. And they use that song quite a few times because it takes place in Ireland. Okay. That's that's cranberries, right? I Ireland? believe so. I believe Dairy so. Dairy is, is in Ireland. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I've I do not know of dairy, but mm. uh, is this a current show? It's a modern show. It is. It's a yeah, it's a couple years old. It's only one season out. It's bingeable. Could watch it in an, in an evening. I would imagine these are uh, performers that are unknown to me, most likely. Most likely, yes. Okay. You do I watch like a that. fair amount of British television, though, don't you? Uh, yeah. They might branch over. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm open-minded enough to be able to <laughs> venture uh, to Irish Just media. Some, some other white people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all working in the same color palette here. Yeah. Hey, Dante. Hey, Danny. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and to you, sir. Not to, I would imagine, your wife, whom I saw leave the bedroom as we <laughs> sat down for what's probably a three-hour record. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't really do anything for Valentine's Day. Yeah, did was like Lassa the kind of last. Um, the last time we ever had sex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just say, was she like, did she 
uh, I c- couldn't think of the word, um, <laughs> snuff out the last, like, flicker of love. <laughs> no, we've never really been Valentine's Day people. Yeah, and that, too. <laughs> it's a, it was an arranged marriage. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess as far as those go, it seems to be working out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's going pretty well. How, how do you do it? Is it like, oh, is there a website or? <laughs> Do I need stamps? I have stamps. We met at the record store. Really? Mm-hmm. This well, would be a, a lovely time for this story. Would it? Would it really? Well, I don't know. I mean, or, or are we going to do a specifically your anniversary episode? Because <laughs> yeah. we yeah, are we recording could. on Valentine's it's, Day. It's next month. No, she, um, she was purging her CD collection. And brought it in, and this is when I was receiver, so I was working in the back. Mm. And, mm. and is that what she liked about you? <laughs> yes, she liked that I was the receiver and working in the. Back. <laughs> this is going splendidly so far. Yes, ah, love is in the airwaves. Yep, yep, yeah, and and, and it was like the end of my day. Or, you know, a half hour before the end of my day. So according to me, the end of my day. <laughs> uh-huh. You had been <laughs> off for about 90 minutes yeah, at that yeah. point. <laughs> uh, came up to the buyback counter to, to kind of say bye to people and saw a big pile of CDs and some interesting titles in there. And I was like, whose CDs are these? I want to I want to do this buyback real quick. And I go look and Brandy's like, Brandy Gutierrez. I, won't, yes. I guess I'll take her name out of the. Probably should I, stop yeah. saying last names. I think it's something we could <laughs> we could do. Hold on, let me get her address. <laughs> uh, Brandy was was like, "No, this is my friend. I'm doing her buyback." I was like, "Whoa, who's your friend? What's her name? Let me see her ID." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have her ID because she's my friend. And I know who she is. Like, well, oh, then right. you're fired. But still, I would <laughs> like you to set this up. I wasn't manager anymore. I was receiver, so I don't care. Uh. And she was like, she's over there. And so I creepily uh, stalked her uh, around the store for a little bit to see what she looked like. Uh, almost didn't happen because she was in the reggae section. Oh. I first saw her. Yeah. but Too too many upstrokes for Danny. If I'm doing upstroke, it's it's got to be ska. Sure. I'm more of a ska guy than a reggae guy. I've been on a ska kick lately uh-huh. because of... Uh, there's going to be a book coming out called In Defense of Ska. Mm-hmm. And uh, this other podcast, Sacramento guys, called Pressure Drop, the Pressure Drop podcast. They did an interview with the author, and it was really interesting and fun. It got me thinking about Ska again, and just you wait, buddy. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> This was a lovely story um, anyway, about how you met your love, and then then it was a. Threat. And now I'm talking about. Well, you had to bring up bringing upstrokes into it. So they went out to dinner afterward, and Brandy like talked me up a bunch, and Amanda was like, "Wait, are you trying to hook me up with your friend?" And she was like, uh, "Well, maybe." And then, you know, that that one thing led to another, and we started hanging out and. Jaron helped me with my game a little bit because I got none of it. <laughs> wow! And Jaron does. What? The, so. What did? Uh, what was Jaron's advice? Or just like uh, I was like, 
what should I do? Should I just send her a, a, a Facebook friend request or should I send her a message too? You're saying and, this between like bursts of vomiting in the break room or something? <laughs> what? Like you're, I just imagine you being so nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he was giving me advice on that stuff. And I was like, when should I reply immediately? Because I want to reply immediately, Jaren. Can I, can I just reply? Can I go to her house? What do, what do I do, Jaren? He's like, no, dude. Just give it some, give it a time, give it some time, give it a day. Like, okay, okay. Poor Jaren. I know. This, this has problematic late 90s rom-com written all over it. <laughs> it does, it does. We have like semi-interesting um, work location, mm-hmm. right? We have the, the meet cute. Yes. We have the mutual friend, but each main character's... Each main character has like the friend that they talk to. Yep. And and yours in true like late nineties form is gonna be the token black guy of the movie. Yep, yep, yep. As as Dimple's hiring processes <laughs> made him the yeah, token yeah, black yeah. guy of the store. But anyway, yeah. So well, Happy is, Valentine's Day, everybody. Absolutely. Happy Valentine's Day. That is a, a very cool story. Like, yeah, it seems like things like that don't ever happen mm-hmm. or work out. Yeah. Or when, like when they do happen, um, kind of like you were doing. Thankfully, you had the support of a friend, but just a, a good old fashioned freak out followed mm-hmm. by convincing yourself it's not going to work anyway. So you just give up. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that would exactly. normally be my like M.O. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, she's not going to like me anyway. Right. And what am I doing? This is stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen me? And also, Brandy. Brandy. Never did anything to help me. I know. Or she knew that it was never going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, she knew. Sadly eating an orange. Just getting my my vitamin C after my youth soccer game today. <laughs> Speaking of Valentine's Day, ooh, yeah, I, had, I definitely want to talk about this. I I may have a secret admirer mm. because, as Danny knows, uh, I believe it was <clears throat> Thursday night. I honestly can't remember now. Maybe Thursday Friday. Or Friday, night. yeah, one of the two. I received a small Manila envelope from the United mm-hmm. States Postal Service, addressed to me. With a return address from Nashville, Tennessee, the sender being Manhead. (laughs) Inside the envelope, no note, no card, no receipt, no documentation of any kind. Just a single (laughs) compact disc (laughs) entitled... Ock Human by the rock band Weezer. I have not had a drink in what what day? Oh wow, it was uh it was just six years. Mm-hmm. So I did not get drunk and buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where it came from or from whom it came. 
But somebody apparently purchased and sent me the new Weezer album. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, actually, my first thought, hold on. I've had like, (laughs) I've just had like a quarter of an orange slice just like wedged in my cheek because I didn't want to like chew and swallow it. Um, So it's just been in there for a few minutes. So my first thought when I pulled out this CD, because I, I didn't immediately recognize the cover, and, and yeah. there's no there's no words on the cover. No, there's not. There is a, a green tentacled alien um, in a like a glass tube listening to headphones next to a mustachioed um, Wes Anderson fan, also <laughs> in a glass tube with headphones and then there's a whole bunch of other shit all around and unless you really like focus on it it doesn't look like anything Mm -hmm. honestly my first thought was that this came from our buddy keith (laughs) and i was like what the what the fuck is this what is happening but there was there was like i said no note or anything yeah 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 and then when i realized it was the weezer album i go well, clearly this is a joke, because mm-hmm. no one would buy this for someone seriously. Yeah, why would anyone buy a CD copy of that? <clears throat> so it could be Keith, because he technically has your address. I suppose. It could be, as you brought up, your mother. I I followed up with her, and she said she did not know that Weezer had a new CD. Okay. Which, okay. of course, she shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Why would she? Why sh- Why would anyone know that? It's not true. I knew that. It was not you. It wasn't me. It absolutely was not me. I wouldn't send you anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you, like, I did suspect you because, yeah, of course, who, who else? Yes, there was so, one. So okay, okay. You have a theory. Now that your address is out there, maybe it's a like a promo, like somebody. Was like, oh, Rivers Cuomo was like, I'm going to send a CD copy of my new album to five songs or less, and they're going to talk about it on the pod. Well, <clears throat> they have reach of 50s of people. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you count some people twice, sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Okay, what's your theory? So, I mean, I... I really don't have a good one at this point. I'm at a loss because I, I'm on the Manhead website right now. Okay. They, Private browsing, I, I assume? <laughs> it seems that they're just like a, like a, I don't know what to call like it. Like a distribution like, company yes, or something? Yes. Yeah. Like, did you check them out at all? No, I didn't. So, like, it says, you know, they have an, an artist tab and... Uh, Alanis Morissette and Billy mm-hmm. Idol and Churches and Fallout Boy, Garbage, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Matt Nathanson, Morrissey, Motion City Soundtrack, uh, Friends of the Pod, not really, but sort of, <laughs> Soul Asylum, The Naked and Famous, they've come up, B-52s, Train, Two Door Cinema Club, Weezer, yes, yes, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and so yeah, like you can buy, you can buy shirts and yeah. Um, accessories and all this shit, but it's like, does does Rivers own them? 
Like, and if you're going to buy someone the Weezer CD, why through them? I don't know. Like, why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why through Manhead? Mm-hmm. They're not a label. I, I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I almost mm. feel like it's a mistake. And if it was any sort of promo, first of all, it would go to you, not me. Um, <laughs> but your address is out there and mine isn't. My address is not, what is out there? It means <laughs> I ordered something online that it's not out because there. Because one person who has listened to this podcast who and owns a record label that you bought some stuff from. Yes. Even though your actual last name is not out there yet. What is the motive, though? <laughs> if we're going to play detective, we need, like, yeah, th- I there don't would no. I don't know. If there would there would be some sort of note if this was any sort of promo, and there there's nothing. There's nothing. And, and there's no. I, is there like a hole in the bar through the barcode or you know the normal promo stuff? No, everything is like perfectly intact. Yeah. I mean, here I'll. I mean, the Saran Let's, wrap is still on. I'll yeah, open the sucker open. and see if like <laughs> there's like a see, like if it's a got blue. one of those like snake that pops out or whatever when you open it. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Oh, it's ticking. What does that mean? <laughs> Did the cover just break off? No, no, this is just how I open CDs. I just. Because, like, well, I guess I didn't need to do it, but sometimes there's that sticker. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember those days. This is, I have not opened ACD in years. Long time, right? (laughs) I opened the, um, so I'm opening the, uh, I'm I'm trying to get the little booklet out of the freaking, there's the tabs that stop it. I'm out of practice, man. I know. Um, But there's just like the inside of their CD is just like a picture of us. <laughs> we know where you live. Okay. Just, That's it? There's nothing. There's God, nothing in here. Are... There's the lyrics. I can read you the lyrics of Please Screens. Don't. Oh, boy. I can, this, wait, this doesn't seem like a Rivers Cuomo lyric. First line Young girl lying flat in her bed. Oh, oh he's really branching out. <laughs> Streaming images to her head. Homework or memes. Fuck you, Rivers. Oh Don't put the God. Homework or memes, slime or black pink, eight hours gone, now her mind's blown. She don't, she don't want me here. <laughs> Literally you're you right. the, Yeah, you're you in right. the corner scribbling these lyrics. <laughs> she doesn't want you there. She's calling the cops, like it or not. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's nothing in the CD that is in any way uh, weird or even interesting. Um, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> y- yeah. Well, there is some weird lyrics, but man, that's so strange. I and I, I even went to my like email like and like googled Weezer to be like, was I on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like here, I'm gonna check my my credit card statement. <laughs> Make sure there's nothing. Manhead. Manhead. <laughs> N- neither of us had ever heard of that. I'd never heard of that before, yeah. right? I mean, I'm out of the knowing names of distros game, but that must be a newer one. See all transactions. 
Patreon, Prime Video, YouTube TV. I oh, God, I suck. <laughs> Nothing. Get away. No- Get away, Grandmother's Club. <laughs> Call back. Yeah, we're going on the Getaway Grandmother's Club cruise, <laughs> Danny and I. Okay. We're going to go on that Coheed cruise, dude. That's weird. I don't like it that. It is weird. I, I have a I friend think... that went on the Weezer cruise. Oh. Do they have my address? <laughs> no. There's a, a debit transaction for Golf, G-U-L-F, Golf Fat Dogs. Um, but I, I think it's a, uh, we, we were on a road trip through Nebraska and stopped at Ogallala and that's a, uh, gas station, like convenience store. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Golf fat dogs. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm going, I went, I hate, I hate not knowing things. That's yeah. like, this yeah. is very, oh, I, I, there was one other friend who, uh, it was the friend who left us a review like early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from Santa Cruz thereabouts and she said she didn't but she also asked if someone sent you that like or it was something like is it something you wanted and I was like <laughs> fuck no <laughs> and so if it was her maybe she wasn't go- going to say going to admit it at that point but so are you gonna are you gonna buy a CD player so you can listen to it no I don't know what to do with it like <laughs> I have to, like, yeah, to give someone a Weezer CD, I have to find someone older than me (laughs) to give it to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is not for the young music fan. Maybe send it to your mom. She might like it. Yeah. Maybe she did like that Happy Days video. Well, yeah, that was a good video. Sure. (laughs) I I remember not liking it because... Um, that year, the MTV Muse Video Awards, MTV Video Awards, what is it called? Music what am I video thinking? Of? Awards. Yeah. What is it called? Isn't there the VMAs? VMAs. Thank you, Jesus. They Weezer was so popular, and I was mad because they were beating like Green Day in every category. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember what video that would have been. Um, <clears throat> um, Longview Basket Case. Maybe Basket Case. Yeah, because it was it was like ninety four, something like that. I think ninety four, ninety five. But anyway, I was I was too young to be watching the VMAs. I was like, yeah, I'm six or seven. You were. I think it was just because my mom was like, okay, you can see the Weezer and Green Day parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you can get back to your. I was gonna say He Man, but you're too young for He Man. Mm, I I had some He Man. Did you? Yeah, okay. I. Were you into? Zombies? Not until my freshman year of college and my girlfriend and I went to the Barnes & Noble at the Arden Fair Mall. Mm-hmm. And this would have been like 06, maybe 07. Okay. Um, and there was like one of the anthologies of The Walking Dead. Like maybe mm-hmm. there was like four out at that point. Yeah, and this is like maybe three years before the show. Sure. And I remember sitting in Barnes and Noble for way longer than is acceptable, <laughs> and like reading like through like an entire one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and really liking it. And then I watched like two seasons of the show and was like, eh, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I probably 
read through that same one that you looked at uh, around the same time. Um, and yeah, same with the show. I watched, we watched a couple seasons and I was just like, I think we watched four seasons of it actually. Yeah. Well, I want, yeah, let's see what season was it where, so there was, was the governor, was that his name? Yeah. Something like that. When they find that town and yeah, he has his daughter locked up. Yeah. That's when we stopped watching too. And the, yeah, so that was probably like season three or four. I think I think yeah, I got I think through something like that. Yeah, when that season ended, I was just like, "How long is this going to go on?" Like forever. Yeah, it really kind of is. Yeah, I love, and I know you wanted to segue right into music, but I'm not no. going to allow it. Um, I really, really like at its core zombie stuff. Sure. Like I, when the zombie like explosion kind of first happened, I was mm-hmm. really into it because the first few seasons of The Walking Dead were pretty good. I yeah. found the the first couple to be pretty interesting. Um, you had you had twenty eight days later, loved it. You had Shaun of the Dead, loved it, and other things. <clears throat> well, and what was so nice about it being so like ubiquitous was you were getting a lot of low budget but interesting like indie zombie mm-hmm. stuff or international yeah. zombie stuff yeah. and it's like kind of i think maybe a good like entry point for filmmakers because it's mm-hmm. you kind of you already know what like the universe or what your world is going to be and like you can like change like oh the virus is slightly different in this movie or or whatever yeah um <clears throat> but i like i really like movies that like take place either in like the woods which mm-hmm. zombie movies often like yeah you got to get sure through do. these woods yep or they're just like really isolated like in this apartment or apartment building something yeah. like that you know yeah did you see i think it was just maybe about a year ago that netflix movie um i think it was korean called hashtag oh shit hashtag alive Mm-mm. very good yeah very good zombie movie um, hashtag alive. Yeah. I uh, highly recommend that. And then there was a, a French zombie movie called Les Zombies. <laughs> La Nuit à Devant le Monde. Uh, the Night. Oh, what is that? The Night That Devoured the Earth? No, that's not right. Oh, boy. It's been a while since high school French. Um, it's. <laughs> More than I would. I would have been like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the night has devoured the world is the probably incorrect Google translation, but I was close. Close enough. Um, and then there's a, a French-Canadian zombie movie with... Um, did you ever see the movie Goon with Sean William Scott? I don't believe so. It's like, quote, a hockey movie. Oh, that's probably um, why I didn't see it. <laughs> right. But like I think it like it's it's good and it's funny. I think you'd like it and you don't need to know anything yeah. about hockey. But um I know, I know. Anyway, there's a a I guess a very popular French Canadian actor in that movie who I thought you might know who's also in this other movie called in, in English it's called Ravenous. Um it's very good. So anyway Is that like an older movie? No, it's just like uh, Ravenous, I mean. Twenty seventeen? Oh, okay, no. Yeah. Goon there I think a- is like twenty eleven maybe. There's another movie called Ravenous that... Um, oh, 1999? Yeah, A probably. Western horror film? Yes. I think Ooh. so. 
Chris. Is it good? Uh, it, was, it was decent. Ooh, Guy Pierce. I love me some Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good movie. All right. I was going to say a good zombie movie. That's kind of like the where you described it, kind of all being like in this isolated place. It takes place in one one area or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cody showed me a movie called Pontypool one time. Mm. Have you seen that one? Yes. It's very good where they're like that- stuck in the radio station building or whatever. And I don't think you ever see the zombies, which is always the kind of the best. You do at the end. You do at the end? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess that I won't give any spoilers, but... You can kind of figure out what happens if we say this movie t- all takes place in a radio station, yeah, and eventually yeah. you see zombies. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, wait, wait. Uh, the whole movie, <laughs> the whole movie is like theater of the mind. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's all it's it's all callers, right? They all like call the radio station, and so like they kind of like talk the radio host through what's going on, and yeah, that movie is good. Yeah, that one was fun. And another thing I really like about the idea of zombies, mm-hmm. there is a small but not insignificant part of me that would kind of begrudgingly accept if it happened, sure. like in real life. Sure. Because I always thought if if that happened, like all of the BS that we like worry about or stress over on a day-to-day basis... Mm-hmm. would like truly not matter yeah, like yeah. the like the things we need for like survival like food and water and shelter would matter but then yeah. also like beyond that like we wouldn't care about like stupid passive aggressive work stuff it would just be like love mm-hmm. and family and and podcasting um, and podcasting obviously <laughs> yeah and, and riffs <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh god just some like terrible like like 10% of M. Night Shyamalan type filmmaker doing some zombie movie where like the cure is in the riffs. <laughs> the cure is this June song provision by Cody and Cambria. Oh my God, I'd be a superhero. <laughs> Provided you don't have to play it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just have to fumble through it. Yeah. The zombies are, the zombies will still die if you keep saying, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Shit. Oh God. Hold on. Um, I can't, I can't reach this cord. Give me one sec. I need a capo. <laughs> These frets are too wide up here. <laughs> but yeah, just where like if that if you turn on the news and it's like oh it's happening, I would just be like, oh, all my Finally. like work obligations are done. <laughs> Thank God. Yep. Yep. Um, well, Danny, would you like to talk about uh, this? Um, this band based off the Cranberries song you gave me? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool that they got their name from that Cranberries song. So you, uh, Zombies, you were familiar with the band, sort of, because everyone's heard Time of the Season. Yes, yes. It's a very popular song. It's in commercials and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> Which so, is the only way I really listen to music yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. I know. <laughs> but... You'd never really like sought them out, or, or did you know much about them at all, or what? No, almost almost nothing. They are in a category of '60s music that I kind of separate from the '60s music that endured and became 
classic rock or mm-hmm. kind of had a more lasting impression on mm. like the musical future. And and I think that's that's wrong. I do think like the zombies like influenced a lot of people, but just that sound is kind of like and when you listen to like early Beatles records and a lot of stuff from like the yeah. early early to mid 60s, it's just so of that time. Yes. And a lot of it is a lot of its production value, like mm-hmm. e- even like the like good production of the time just sounded a very specific way. And a lot of it, like I just have a really hard time <laughs> listening sure. to like, sure. like the, the drums on a lot of like songs from that era are just like, Oh God. Like they just sound like they were like recorded a mile away. Um, yeah. Or everything's yeah. very like light or tinny. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that way with early punk rock too, like drums and bass always just, I just sound bad. Yeah. And I, I don't know what that was. Like, were they, were they recording everything together? You know, were no they idea. playing live at the same time? And like, they're just recording through like one mic, you know, <laughs> versus like now every, you know, you never have to be in the same room as a bandmate to yeah, yeah. cut an album. Did we ever talk about this, how like I first learned or how I first realized that that's how albums were recorded, like, you know, one instrument as, at a time or one part at a time? No, I don't think we have. It's very embarrassing. Yeah. I was probably 14-ish, mm-hmm. and my buddy's older brother had bought a CD that also came with like a making of the album DVD. Mm-hmm. And so we watched that over at their place. And it I don't remember the album, but it was the band Mudvayne. Nice. Um that song Dig is pretty tight, but yeah, not okay. a okay. not not the type of music I think that we're into. But they were just like, okay, and you know, now we're recording now we're recording the you know, the bass part and mm-hmm. It's just it was just one of those things where it's just like, how did I not realize that they weren't all just like, okay, and yeah. one, two, three, and like all <laughs> playing just the song, like, okay, and that song took four and a half minutes to record, and like, yeah, yeah of course yeah. not, you idiot. It's like when you were talking about uh, when you took the, like a film class or something, yes. production class, and you, you realize, oh, they didn't just film this in an hour and a half. <laughs> right. Well, and like, even with that, like, I think I always knew, like, clearly, like, okay, well, now, now they're jumping to a different location because that's how scenes work. Mm -hmm. But, and so, like, you, you couldn't do that in, with most movies unless, like, they're specifically scripted all in one place or something. Yeah. But, like, I, with a song, you theoretically could. Mm -hmm. But there's there's bands that record live for sure, but most don't. Right. But yeah, it was just like such a, oh, I now forever have a different perspective of, of mm-hmm. this process. So so thank you to the band Mudvayne, mm-hmm. and thank you to my friend's older brother, who is also my friend, um, and I will not dox him, so I'll just use his <laughs> nickname, uh, which was, and maybe still is, which would be too long of a time to have this nickname, Binky. Binky, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Not... Pretty cool when you're in high school. You can also be called Bink. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Binkster. 
<laughs> we never called him the bankster. The bankman? <laughs> no, he was a Gentile. Okay. <laughs> the b- Binko-Rama, maybe? Binko-Rama? No. I mean, maybe that's a thing he like would use, like a term <laughs> he would use, like <laughs> come over for some Binko-Rama, but yeah. that was nothing I was privy to. Well, I'm glad you figured out how albums are made. Well, when did like you know? I mean, you probably have a. You're probably born with this. <laughs> I was born with it. I have. I honestly have no idea. I mean, my first band, we recorded live, except for the vocals, and I was the idea of doing it track by track came up, and I was just like, um, I, I, I don't think I can do that. Which it's good because I wouldn't have been able to do that. Because my sense of like, it's a good thing I'm I'm a musician because my sense of rhythm is really bad. <laughs> it's oh, an even like, better thing that it was a ska band where you need a good sense of rhythm to do rhythms like that. So like you like weren't comfortable like trying to play along with like like a click track or something. Oh, absolutely! I still can't play with click track, but um, no, like not playing into a click track or um, I don't think I really understood that like you record drums and bass first because mm-hmm. that's the rhythm section. Right. And and then you go and record guitar. Uh, and I probably would have been able to pull most of it off. Probably not the ska songs, but the punk songs probably. I, I don't know. I was just a nervous kid anyway. No, so. for sure. And, but, and be, being put on the spot like that, yeah. where when you're playing with, you know, a full band, it can really cover up like the imperfections, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hear you. But yeah, like the battle hag stuff, we record that track by track. We played it live. Um, we were in the room with the drummer and played everything and we just could hear it on headphones, but we didn't use that um, for the recording. We like went and re redid the guitars. So that was just to record the drums. Just to record the drums. Yeah. Just so he could hear the music because he can't just sit down and play the song without hearing it. Like drummers I don't are, think drummers are dumb, man. Yeah. Like I know. I know. we <laughs> we need a lot of hand holding. <laughs> um right. but anyway, yeah, I don't know how old I was when when I actually kind of figured that out. I remember um, asking my dad, uh, I think it was after hearing an REM song and being like holding a guitar like this old uh, it was either his his acoustic or his old like silver tone electric uh, and just like kind of looking down at it and being like how does it make all the different sounds <laughs> and he's like well you, you gotta push down on the strings that those that those are frets there you push down and oh nah, this and then i wanted like, to learn how to play guitar how, how old were you at that point probably like 12 maybe i don't know when did automatic for the people come out you were 12 and didn't know about frets no i didn't learn to play guitar i mean i was in junior high let's see i started taking guitar lessons when i was in eighth grade uh and i turned 14 in eighth grade so 13 14 was when i learned how to play guitar okay so before that yeah i, I, I don't know why i was so incredulous about that what a I, fucking asshole you i are. know it seems it seems fair and Automat- was that 91 what what were their what was their like album run at that time? It was like Green, and then was Automatic for the people the right before Monster, or was there another one in between? Uh, Monster was after. 
No, I know that. 92. But I'm asking if... 92? Yeah, so it goes out of time. Out of time, okay. I don't know what the fuck this is doing here. There's an album by the band The Trogs listed under <laughs> REM on, on Apple Music. Huh, that's a wild thing you just found. And then Automatic for the People and nothing. then Lone Star. Just nothing. Hmm. Nope, I don't get it. <clears throat> well, is I'm it not the Trogs? Everyone... Hold on. Is what? it not the Trogs? Is it not the Trogs? I I don't know anything about this band. Who does the song Wild Thing? Wild Thing, You Make My Heart Sing, that one? Yeah, what other Wild Thing? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. They did do Wild Thing. See, I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad I'm here to teach you something about 60s music for this pod. <laughs> Speaking of 60s music. Um, hey, we need some disinfectant. Um, this girl just, like, she tested positive for COVID and then she sneezed and uh, she's snot there. Well, no one told me about her, the way she lied. pretty good um so when i this was the first song on the playlist and when i like within 10 seconds i was like oh this song yeah yeah but i i didn't know it was the zombies mm -hmm. this is a song that like i was saying before is very much this time period yeah and it is not it is not the style of 60s music I really ever got into. Sure. Um, I, I guess I can say I, I can appreciate it because I can, like, I can recognize this song as objectively good and mm -hmm. certainly for the time, probably, like, objectively important. Sure. Um, but just not one, like, I particularly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of it is that organ sound is just not something amazing yeah i know it's great i love it i just i i don't know what it is i i just never liked that like kind of drugged out organ sound oh. the, the, the it almost kind of scares me it like <laughs> it it just is i find that organ sound off-putting interesting so you're talking about the the solo the like organ solo toward the end of the song well no i mean it's isn't it in the background of kind of most of the song there might be i could uh I'm pretty sure there's organ throughout the song. Listen to it again real quick. Oh, that. Yeah, just that. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you were talking about like the... This part. Also not great for oh. me. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. It's... If, I bet if they were doing the exact same thing on guitar or even just like keyboard, mm -hmm. I might like it. Okay. I don't love the sound of organ um, and especially the way it was used back then and like sort of borderline, you know, psychedelic rock. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Just not my style, you know? Man. Um, and I know you were probably like, Oh, Dante probably loves singing along to take me out to the ball game. And that's played on an organ. <laughs> he yep, loves yep. organ. <laughs> yep. Uh, just not the case. 
Yeah. And I guess that solo isn't really an organ anyway, too. Oh, well, what is it? It's probably some like an electric piano, like a Wurlitzer or something like that. Oh. Yeah. This first album, Begin Here, is definitely more of that 60s stereotypical sound. Um, if If they had only come out with this album... I mean, there's quite a few really great songs on this album, but it's really their second album, Odyssey and Oracle, that grabbed my attention with them. And then I went back and heard, listened to uh, Begin Here and was like, oh, okay, now I understand these songs more and appreciate this more because I could see how it led to Odyssey and Oracle. Right. And so you gave me three songs from Odyssey and Oracle. Mm-hmm. And only two from begin here. Mm-hmm. Um, the one wasn't one like on both as like a, maybe a different version or something. Possibly, they did things pretty uh, weird back then. In classic five songs or less tradition, you'd listen to an extra song. Well, I I did hear bits and pieces of extra songs. That okay. that wasn't what I was going to say, but yes. Okay. Um, no, this the the song that I kind of knew. And the first song on the playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite. Least favorite. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. One of our uh, other traditions. Yes. Okay. Yes. But we, as we'll soon see, we break the mold here in a little bit. Or maybe we're starting a new tradition. Maybe. Um, and, and I did not go back and fact check this to really see if this is a tradition. But the, the first time I can remember something happening happened with this playlist. Mm-hmm. Um. This sounds like a song that would be the next scene from Forrest Gump would open and like with an establishing shot Mm -hmm, of something mm -hmm. and they would play this song or something very similar. And I'd be like, oh, yes, the time period. Yes. You know, and (laughs) this is the establishing song of of Mm -hmm. that, you know, of 1965 or whatever. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if I was born in 45 like you i would probably love this song <laughs> but it's just the song takes me back to my youth yeah yeah so you know i i'm i'm glad this song exists i think it probably influenced um some a, a lot of things that came after it there's some some contemporary bands that these guys sound like um and or they may be like pushed to to be better and thus created more influential stuff and, and better music. But um, yeah, this one just personally does not do it for me. So something I really like on this one, and I just noticed this today, I was listening to the, the playlist a couple times today because I gave you this band. It's been a what, while, like two months ago at this point. Oh my, this has been the longest steeping episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have been very busy, both, both you and I. Yeah. Um, not been able to record. But anyway, I was listening to this today and it's the first time I noticed this, that during the verses, this song is pretty much verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, chorus, or something like that. Um, On the chorus, on the verses, there's not, it's mostly like snare Mm -hmm. and maybe some toms. I don't even, I couldn't even hear a hi-hat, although I was just listening through my phone speakers. Um, but when they switch to the chorus, he starts playing with the ride and he does a very interesting rhythm. And I, I, I don't know. I really loved it. So I'm going to play that shit right now. Play it. 
won't be the first time we're talking about, or sorry, it won't be the only time we're talking about Ride today. Wasn't a joke. Nope. Nope. It is not during the chorus, it's during the solo. (laughs) This is what happens when I discover something the same day as we record the episode. Well, he, he, yeah, he kind of like stops and starts like tap, 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 and then like there's different pauses. Yeah, or, yeah, or, there's or different bell hits and rests and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe for, for Dante, that might be an interesting thing from this song because it's well, like none of the rest of it is interesting. Um, it, it is interesting. And like I said, and it was not meant to be a joke, but Danny just can't let anything go. It's nope. not, the, not the only time today we'll be talking about uh, that ride symbol. Um, cause it, see, he's, I don't know why I even said symbol to be very specific and there's nothing funny about that, but anyway. All right. One other thing I got to point out about this song. Okay. Before we move on as you obviously want to, I'm ready. I got to shout out the band, the four eyes, uh, one year at their annual Christmas show in this year, that year was in Guffy's attic. They played this song. Uh, and it was so fucking great. And I just remember being in the attic drenched in sweat and screaming the lyrics to the song at the top of my lungs. And I think that's the same year they played, uh, blueprint by Fugazi and similar, just really great, really fun night. And so this song has always had a special place because for me, because of the four eyes. So that's another reason I really love it. Yes. I have a question. Okay. What are the four eyes? It's a it's a band. Okay, the next song <laughs> is called Carousel. Oh, I could have done something with Carousel. Yeah, come on, think about um, This next song is what Mark Hoppus got his uh, fourth uh, spinoff band about a Ferris wheel he rode while on the phone in England called Carousel Forty Four. could have uh done something with the song carousel too i don't know how but that's um, what i thought you were going to do when you brought up blink 182 how many times would i listen to an early blink song before i listen to she's not there again i would probably listen to carousel 44 <laughs> times i don't know <laughs> plus 44 times yeah, let's just all let's smash them all up yeah, into the, yeah, yeah. the same non-reference. <laughs> uh, okay, care of cell forty-four. So this song, um, what where the last song could have been used to like ham-fistedly suggest that we're in the '60s in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this song. Not not the like lyrics and meaning so much because once it gets like just a few lines in, it's not super 
the subject matter isn't super bright. Mm-hmm. But like I was thinking, speaking of rom-coms, I was thinking of um, 500 Days of Summer. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I did. Um, and I can just see this song playing while like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like buying flowers from a street vendor or something. And, and it's raining. Um, actually, I literally wrote on a sunny day. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, because the the sound of this song is very bright. I guess it does have a pretty, a pretty bright sound, like you said, and it's overall pretty happy because it's talking about someone getting out of prison, right? So that's a happy thought. Okay, it it it, it it's is not raining. No. <laughs> Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't think, I think it would be distracting to whatever the plot of the movie is, mm-hmm. assuming, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levin isn't waiting for, uh, Zoe Deschanel to get out of prison in this movie. <laughs> like, it would be distracting if like, hey, things are looking up and then all of a sudden they're singing about when you get out of prison. But, yeah. um, anyway... Well, the, like the first line, morning to you, I hope you're feeling better, baby. And it's all like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. skipping yeah, our step yeah, type yeah. of stuff. He's skipping down the road with his flowers he just bought. Exactly. And in, in yeah. like uh, he has his messenger bag. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, other um, indie costume accessories. A from Smith's like t-shirt. 08 or whatever. Yeah. So and again, in the, where the last song was like very, very, very 65. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that this song was 68. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's weird because it doesn't sound as of the time to me. Yeah. Um, or at least not in the same way. But also, to be honest, I was kind of like, I assumed the zombies were done by like 64. Yeah, <laughs> like they, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize because by 68, like you were getting into like Floyd and Zeppelin and like mm-hmm. this kind of new direction of like British rock. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and this was still very the like we we just weaned ourselves off skiffle. Yeah, you know, I I think they kind of got forgotten about. Yeah, you know, um, especially like they they only had these two albums and then they had a, a lost album, mm-hmm. and I I think they just got uh, overlooked because of all the rock that started happening, the heavier rock that started happening like so like speaking of rem this this is kind of like rem's monster where yeah. they released that in the mid 90s and it's like yeah everyone's like listening to Soundgarden and yeah. you know pearl jam and whatever else yeah um i mean they released that around the same time like Nevermind is coming out and green right. day is starting to break and right yeah that album is really good though i i like I, I think it's okay. I'll say. I'll, I'll say. I think it's okay. Um, what's the frequency, Kenneth? I think is great. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, Orange Crush. It's a good. Yes. One. A lot of that album sounds a little samey, though, to me. Yeah. Because I, I think they were trying to sound like, oh, you guys want like big, like you know, big chords and, mm-hmm, and you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's not really what you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little more like alternative rock, like like you said. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But not not a bad album for sure. I mean, we had it. It played in the house a lot. Yeah. So so the band I was going to say that they remind me of in parts is a band you wanted to give me, but I don't think you could. Uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah. There's that part sure. in the song where it goes bum bum like the 
like they do a lot of like vocal melody, vocal harmony stuff mm. that is is very mm. Beach Boy. Yes, yes, Chef's Kiss. Yes. Um, and and I, I don't know, you know, who influenced who or or no, I mean it's each not other like, maybe or, or or neither, right? Like I mean, sure, there's sure. there's a million ways to decide to do harmonies, but. Um, that bum 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 part definitely mm-hmm. was like very Brian Wilson to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna play it right now because I okay. love it. And yeah, God when he gets damn. into that feels part, it's like oh, okay, God, like it's. it's Damn, that is so fucking good. Fucking hard rock, man. <laughs> it, it, what, part, what I like, it opens up the pit. <laughs> that part right there. You know when they when they would tour America, when they would sing that part, they would have to translate it and go, mm, butts, butts, <laughs> butts. <laughs> um. Oh God. But you know, I they. You were talking about how. And she's not there. Um, it's very sparse <laughs> in places. But when yeah. they do the vocal stuff, it really fills out the song mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a very cool way. Um, and so I, I don't feel super emphatic about this, but I think for the first time, so much like Blur, song two is my favorite. Ooh. Nice. I, I really like this song. This is a very pleasant listen. It's very good. And yeah, you, you definitely pointed out with comparing She's Not There and Carousel 44, they, especially on Odyssey and Oracle as an album, they focus more on vocal harmonies and harms. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Begin Here is much more of uh, an instrument album. They've got more instrumentation going on. That's not to say, obviously, there's plenty of instruments, instrumentation on this album. So anyway, two things I absolutely love about this band, the harms and how on uh, almost every song that I gave you, except for the next one, they get really loud on the chorus and it's so great. Yes. It's going from that mm, bum, 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 and then jumping like 50 feet into the air into that chorus is fucking amazing. It was in 1968 what like the Pixies were in the late 80s. Yeah. yeah. The quiet loud, quiet loud. Mm-hmm. What what else do I have to say about the song? Um I I believe this is the longest song on the playlist, right? I mean, this is the only one that's like kind of like over three minutes, I think. It is. 356. Yeah, so I, longest on the playlist by a decent amount, mm-hmm. um, but a, a super easy listen. Um, it's just it's just pleasant from beginning to end, and, and I really really like it. It's your favorite. I be, I believe it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, not not a runaway favorite, which I think is good for the overall health of the playlist. Sure, um, sure, and, and also maybe buoyed by my meh feeling for she's not there i was gonna bring this up more toward the top of the episode when we started talking about the band but kind of the way i got introduced to this band was by a movie called dear wendy 
I'm assuming you've never heard, never seen that movie. No, sir. Because you definitely would have heard more zombie songs because they're all over it. Okay. Um, it was a good movie at the time. I tried <laughs> to find, I don't have the DVD of it anymore because we don't have any DVDs. I tried to find a download of it. It's of course not streaming anywhere. Okay. Uh, the only download I could find was in, I believe, Danish or Italian. Maybe it was Italian. Like dubs? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, not subs. Um, <laughs> dubs and subs. Dubs and subs. So, because I wanted to rewatch it, because thinking back to that movie now, it's probably pretty problematic. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Small town. Okay. Inner city person of color moves to town. The main character's love interest gets a crush on a person of inner city person of color who moves to town, and then there's gun violence. That in and of itself doesn't. That's not enough for me to believe it's problematic. But okay. But uh, it being written by Lars von Trier <laughs> makes it easier yeah, to believe. <laughs> yeah, there's that part too. I remember enjoying it. This was in, when did this movie come out? Oh, four, oh, five. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like the, the main character, Jamie Bell, um, he's, he's like this, they, they call themselves the dandies, he and his friends, and they only listen to the zombies. And then like they show a record and they put the needle on the record and it starts. And, yeah. Well, sounds great. I'm glad um, it, it so it introduced it introduced you to the band. It introduced me to the band. I cautiously recommend the movie. Okay, you you literally can't stream it anywhere, so good luck finding it. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe somebody will mail you a copy of the DVD. Yeah, God, no, this is gonna ah. Uh, my least favorite type of like. Oh, okay, that's that's too strong. The psychological thrillers where it's like someone is like overbearing and like stalkerish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't enjoy those movies. Like, did you see that movie with uh, Jason Bateman and oh Australian hunk um, Chris Hemsworth? No, another Hemsworth? No, <laughs> there's. <laughs> It's the other Australian family. Um, what the gift? I believe is the movie. Mm, I don't believe I saw that. Um, Joel Edgerton. I don't know who that is. He is an Australian hunk, but he's very good. He's been in a Star Wars movie oh. or multiple ones, so you probably know him from that. You need to tell me his name in the Star Wars movie, then I'll go. Oh, that guy. Okay. Or show me a picture. Those are the only two ways I recognize people. No, he he was in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith as a young Owen Lars. Oh, okay. I know who that is. Wow. Amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Sure. Star Lars. Is that a thing? Star Lars. Star... (laughs) Um, That's his fanfic that he wrote. <laughs> it's takes, it's now just Australian Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It takes takes a perspective of Uncle Owen. 
It's mostly just about farming. <laughs> it's about moisture farming. Um. Anyway, so like that movie is like an old high school buddy like pops by the neighborhood or something and uh-huh. like just like keeps showing up to the house and it's like, well, he seems nice enough, but he's a little off and then like things mm-hmm. escalate. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about with this Weezer thing, man. I get a fucking, then I'll get a DVD next week yep. and then like, yep. then like a note on the door yeah. and then I got to start find, worrying about Ben. Yeah, you'll find pubes laying around your house that aren't yours. <laughs> I... Even my pubes aren't laying around my house. What the fuck? What do you? What kind of squalor do you live in? You know how you like you know. just kind of like you sprinkle your pubes around to ward off predators. Uh, well, anyway, what if it's another more dominant predator's pubes? <laughs> They're curlier than yours. <laughs> more more curl per square inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, cautiously recommend Dear Wendy. That's how I figured, that's how I first heard this band. And then Cody got a box set. I know it's a boring story. Cody got a box set of all the zombies material from Dimple when I, when we worked there. Well, when probably just when I worked there and that's how I found the zombies. All right. I'm cutting most of that out. because. <laughs> Um, I only want you to, this whole episode should just be us describing movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's get to the next song. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't have anything for this, man. So Danny keeps referencing me yawning, and I am yawning. It is not because of Danny. It is not because of the zombies. All right. God damn it. <laughs> this is not a bit. This is not a bit. I need to go make another coffee. Um so I, I woke up at, I got up at like five yesterday morning on Valentine's Day Eve because I had so nice. many, so many Valentine's Day things. You to had all those for. plans to make, make sure your reservations were on and the only, anyway, long story short, uh, I'm very tired, but um, who cares? <laughs> but this just reminded me the only like Valentine's Day thing I can think of right now, like, like experience of mine. Okay. I can think of a couple. One that sticks out is when I was in college made a reservation with my girlfriend. We're like, you know, 18, 19, whatever. <laughs> you, made, you made a reservation with your girlfriend? <laughs> hey, uh, I was wondering if I could get in around 8 p.m. Uh, <laughs> room for less than sign number one. <laughs> Is there room for less than one? <laughs> made a reservation. <laughs> where? Where? Do you remember where? I don't. It, it was like... It was a place where an idiot 19-year-old would, like, take his girlfriend on Red Valentine's Lobster. Day. Like, a, a little more upscale, but, like, what's, like, one one notch above, like, an outback, you know? like Ruth, Ruth Chris Steakhouse? Pro- probably not even that nice. <laughs> but, yeah, some, something like that. Okay. And I think I maybe had taken, like, two bites of... Uh, boy, it could have even been our food got there. Because I think... So anyway, long story short, I spend a quite a bit of time in the bathroom. <laughs> and I think by the time I got out, the food was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't even know why I was sick. Um, what I told her is that I was vomiting because I thought that was less disgusting. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm going to have to cancel that other reservation. 
Yeah. So <laughs> what like, would you say about the way you felt inside? Um, th- there was nothing inside. Everything, all of my feelings were shooting out. Um, so, okay, wait. wait which song is this? The Way I Feel Inside, yes. Um, <laughs> first of all, I, I think you put the song on the playlist here just like as a trap because you wanted me to like make some like easy sexual joke. Um, <laughs> no, I did not, but... Uh, and well, and I'm not going go to. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't want to. Because okay. we are kind of actually already did it with the whole reservation and my girlfriend. <laughs> you did. You did. So I came up with an actual introduction to the, uh, or another, I guess, introduction to the song. Please. So work's been really busy lately. We're a few weeks out from implementing a new application to the California DMV, which is where I work. We are also, the wife and I, are in the process of looking to purchase a home. Ooh. Which is exciting. Yeah. And we're looking online tomorrow. Um, tomorrow afternoon, we're going to go do our first tours of some homes. Nice. Which is uh, exciting. Uh, but then when I think about the money aspect of it, that's when I start to get, you know, some feelings going on. I'm stressed. I'm anxious and tired. Those are... That's the way I feel inside. Should I try to hide the way I feel inside my heart for you? Would you say that you would try to love me too? In your mind, could you ever be really close to me? I can tell the way That's exciting, man. One of those or both of those? Is it it is exciting. I would say both. Yeah. Simultaneous, like double track it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very exciting, man. You mm-hmm. so I, I guess I didn't realize you were renting currently. Yes. We have been um, renters for a long time. And we finally have a landlord that I wouldn't call bad, but doesn't want to replace things that need to be replaced. Well, and so if that's happening at a house where I live, I would prefer it be my fault. <laughs> oh, and, and it will be. <laughs> it, it will be for sure, for sure. So yeah, we just we decided that, you know what? Let's do this. Well, good luck to you, man. Thanks. So the way I feel inside, there's there's not much to talk about with this song. It's like barely a song. It's it's like a little bit of a volume knob difference in the mix of just being like a spoken mm-hmm. word thing. Yeah. Um yeah. it's it's kind of lovely. It's beautiful. In, in kind of in what it is. Mm-hmm. It's also like if he like screamed it and there was octave chords, it would just be kind of like a screamo song. Sure. In, yeah, in terms of absolutely. like subject matter, it's I'm scared you're not going to reciprocate my mm-hmm. love, so I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Which totally like I relate to like every single day. <laughs> um, like so. So I definitely get that. Um, I, I did at one point. So he says. Um, so I could say the things I want to say tonight, mm-hmm. you, you know, that part, okay. um, it made me think, 
Oasis said it better when there are many things I'd like to tell you, but don't know how. Uh, okay. Different kind of Britpop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the zombies were trying to be the Beatles and Oasis uh, successfully did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. I what's funny is I haven't been on an Oasis kick in that I've been listening to Oasis, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of funny YouTube videos where it's either one of the Gallagher's talking about other artists or other artists talking about Oasis. Sure, sure. And I will watch those all day. It's just like <laughs> just some artist, you know, talking shit about about Oasis or, you know, one of the Gallagher's being like no, I can see why people like Springsteen. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. wrapped with attention. <laughs> uh, I love this song. It it pulls at my emo heartstrings, for sure. It can sure. easily be like a Get Up Kid song or something like that. I love the simplicity of it. It's the only instrument is your favorite instrument, the organ. And also a coin or a bottle cap or something at the end. Yeah, we'll get to that. I just, I absolutely love it. Um, We were talking a lot about movies earlier, and so we're going to continue that theme. This was used, the funeral scene of Life Aquatic, when Owen Wilson dies. Yeah, roll your eyes, you piece of shit. Second second Wes Anderson reference of the day. Yep. yep. God, that movie sucks. Shut up, I hate you. Um, So boring. The song is over and you can hear the person at the organ like get up and walk away and the little coin or whatever fall down. It's just got emo written all over it. And oh, like the Beach Boys, like mm-hmm. chomping on veggies. Yeah, I bet you when they I, I think it's a coin. I heard coin as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, boy, in in was this this was 65 is this begin here? It's on begin here, yes. Okay. This, like, the fucking coin spinning and then, like, on the table, yeah. that must have been, like, absolutely groundbreaking. Oh, I'm sure. You know? I'm sure. Like, people are just losing their shit. Like, pastors are, like, trying to have this record burned because they're, like, they recorded <laughs> the sound of a coin. Um, like, and so stuff like that is cool. And there's, like, footsteps. Yeah. Like, as well, right? And, like, so I, I think that's all cool. And like, and the song is fine. There's, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, I felt like I was listening to it because it would be rude to ignore him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's, that's, that's not the song you get up and walk out of the concert on. <laughs> right, right. Oh shit. He's going to, he's going to like see me and like be sad. Yeah. 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 He's going to spin that coin even harder. <laughs> Do you think, and maybe this is me overthinking it. It's like the coin is like, oh, there's like a 50, 50 shot. She's interested, that type of thing. Maybe. Ooh, look at you. Yeah, I took a... Oh, and Danny's leaving. He's taking his headphones out. He's grabbing some coins. What's thick? (laughs) This coin. It's pretty good. The zombies. (laughs) (laughs) That, That coin spin was influenced by the zombies. This is two euros right here, too. Ooh. Or as yeah. they would say, dos euros. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's honestly the, you beat me to it, but like the coin was like, like that was like a big part of my notes was like, 
that's that's pretty cool and i know it was super cool back then yeah yeah yeah. people were like still like anything ground breaking was very much within reach you know what i mean they just didn't know it yet for sure but yeah like i i think the song's fine it you know i i guess it didn't touch me the way it did you and it doesn't um like i don't connect it with like any movies mm-hmm. so like there's not that like sentimentality or nostalgia attached sure. to it but um sure. yeah totally fine like it it's almost like a you know hey i'm a i'm a record producer or a, i work at a record label like just send in like a two minute track of you kind of like singing so we can see you know how you come up with a melody or something and it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. it almost sounds like an audition like oh my name is uh dante <laughs> and this is um just some kind of vocal noodling i'm doing this is the way i feel inside right now Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure that she likes me back. I don't know what voice it is. We have like kind of like alternative, alternately fallen into. Is that your British accent? I think it was almost like a shitty Casey Kasem. Ooh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Shit. That sucks. <laughs> We're going to be driving around town and stuff, like looking at houses. I don't want it to be rainy. Uh, all right. It's, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get a house. The implementation of the program at work is going to be, it's going to go fine. There's going to be questions, but it's going to be fine. (laughs) This will be our year. The warmth of your love like the warmth from the sun. And this will be our year Took a long time to come Don't let go of my hand Now the darkness has gone This will be our year Took a long time to come You like that? I, I like that. I, I just I'm came up with t- that. I'm glad you turned it positive because um, I, I saw that you, like, you have a framed copy of the screenplay for Falling Down behind you, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> A framed copy of the screenplay. <laughs> a framed picture of Michael Douglas's character, which uh, is like his like square head and glasses. Yep, yep. I had a a very it was a very weird neighborhood kid, a couple years older than me, named Kenny. Mom did not like me hanging out with Kenny, <laughs> and I didn't really like hanging out with Kenny. Yeah, but yeah. Got to hang Every, out with somebody. I feel like everyone has a friend like that. Yeah. Um, like we didn't go to the same school or anything. I, did he go to school? What did Kenny do? <laughs> um, just watched falling down all day. Well, that was his favorite movie. And we Ooh. were like, maybe this was when he was like 13, mm-hmm. maybe even younger. Yeah. But I just remember in the, I was watching that movie and I was like, I don't, I don't get this movie at all. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the, it actually. I mean, I think it's good. Or at least was at the time, but it shouldn't be a 13-year-old's favorite movie. No, no. I don't know if it was before or after that we spent some time throwing knives at his, um, in his bedroom. He had like a, like a pull-out, like sofa thing in his bedroom. And we were throwing knives at the, maybe we were, were I can't remember if we were aiming for the couch or aiming for the wall above it now. that I (laughs) Or the cat, I don't know. But I do remember, and the room isn't that big, so like we're mm. standing like five feet away from this couch, 
and it hits the couch <laughs> and like bounces back towards us. And we just like we're sitting next to each other and we just fucking split yeah, and yeah, the yeah. knife comes like right in between where we were. <laughs> But it was like one of those couches. So like, there's the back of the couch, and it wasn't just like a nice, like soft cushion. It was like one of those like big, like springy type of backs. (laughs) It was just like, oh my, like, yeah, man. (laughs) One of the stupider things I did as a kid was uh, watching falling down at Kenny's house. Yeah, yeah. Um, This will be our year. So. The the one thing you really liked about she's not here, she's not there, <laughs> she's not everywhere, <laughs> whatever, whatever that song's called. Um, I love the steady ping uh, on the right mm-hmm. symbol of this song. Yeah, this song is so pretty, and again, I will use the word pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I found this song very, very calming. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like a steady like reassuring supportive song yeah yeah and i still think care of cell 44 is my favorite mm-hmm. but this is the song that like kind of moved me the most yeah. maybe it's just because of like the weekend but i was listening to this last night and this morning again yeah. to like yeah. touch up and i was like this song yeah 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 I need someone to tell me that it's going to be okay. Yeah. This song is is uh, the feeling when you're really stressed out and you're you're pissed off because of your tournament and all the snow. Yeah. And then your significant other comes up and like rubs your back and it's like, it's okay, it's okay. This will be our year. And and since I don't have the significant other, it's your cat. Other, it's well. It's ben Ben comes up and needs on your your tummy or something. He, I mean, he is a cuddly son of a gun, yeah, and yeah. he he's getting under them covers and oh. um, getting. Warm. I mean, it's hey man, it's like it was negative twenty last night. Like Jesus we got to share body warmth, like <laughs> body heat. Um, but yeah, like I, I did not cry. I did not, listeners. <laughs> I did not, but I did kind of well up. Like I had yeah. that feeling of like. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and that was really, really nice. Um, this is a different singer, correct? Oh, or is I don't it this? Because it, it, it sounds it, so I, I, li- I just like the voice in this song, or maybe it's just the way he's singing, but it sounds yeah. like a different singer to me. And I don't think so, but okay, I have no idea, also. So, well, I'm glad because I did like, I think I researched this uh, seven weeks ago. <laughs> yeah but anyway my, just my point being is it it's a different style of singing than mm. the previous songs they're um, both written by rod argent okay raw dog <laughs> his nickname was raw dog yeah that's that's his nickname rod rod the raw dog dargent <laughs> he wrestled on the side Oh, this will be our year. For some reason, this is on the page for Odyssey and Oracle. Okay. Covered by covered by OK Go and the Foo Fighters. Oh, interesting. I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in listening to one of those. Yeah. And the Avid Brothers, some band called Dear Nora, and the Mina Birds. Care of Cell 44, written by Ard Argent. 
What else did I give you? You gave me the way I feel inside. 44 Luff candles. Uh, she's not here. <laughs> oh, this will be our year is on both. You said there was oh, one okay. that's on both. It's, this will be our year. There you go. But this one says this will be our year was written by White. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I don't fucking care about this anymore. <laughs> this will be our year. Oh, God. Closing, closing credit song to Shit's Creek. Never seen a second. Did you know that already? Yeah, we, talk, we were talking about it recently. We were talking about Shit's Creek, but did you know that this was the closing credits song? I did. I did. I, okay. Well, I mean, I, I re- when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah. It's not like I remembered that I knew that. Yeah, I guess you probably don't spend a lot of time watching the credits going like, oh, that was Dan, or that was Eugene Levy's son. Oh, did you know that? Like, That show is amazing, and you need to watch it. Okay. I probably... 2022 spring of 2022 possible i don't know when else i will watch it <laughs> you've got to watch dairy girls and you've got to watch Shit's creek i got my own list brewing man I, there's other nordic noirs i haven't got to <laughs> i need i need more i need to read more subtitles and look at just like mostly gray tones uh, actually, one thing, uh, this will be our year always ha- had a special place for me because <laughs> it's weird, actually, uh, it has a special place for me because it was my friend Cody and Brandy's first dance at their wedding was to this will be our year. So that's a special oh. place for me. <laughs> that's very lovely. Also, a funny thing to like barely tack on. So do you have a do you have an intro pun or anything for the next song? Nope. No, I don't. I don't know how to make it, but but um, brief. Candles. Oh, wait, 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 wait. okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go brief, ahead. Brief candles sounds like uh, you've got a, a boner when you're wearing briefs. I've got a, I've got a brief candle. <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, pretty um, good or really <laughs> stupid. One of the two. The only thing I could I thought of for brief candles was um, like when you're when you're decorating the last birthday cake for John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> oh, that's sad. So this was the hardest song for me to write notes on for some reason. I, I don't know why. <laughs> um, but I this is probably. So this is probably the third, my third favorite song, but I like it quite a bit. And it, mm-hmm. it does that thing you were talking about, like when the chorus kicks in. Yeah. It's um, loud. 
it, yeah, it gets hella loud, and they do, there's that, like, background just, ah, uh, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it sounds like they, like, recorded it at the dentist, um, <laughs> but, it, like, it really fills out the the sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I really, and I just, I really like that they do that, I think where some of the, like, I bet if I listen to a whole album of theirs, I, I think where I would kind of lose interest is the verses where they're it's very sparse and there was such an emphasis back then on on vocal melody mm-hmm. but not necessarily in, interesting instrumentation okay um and i'm not saying like they don't have that but i'm just saying i think of that time there wasn't maybe as much th- that wasn't an emphasis on songwriting or at least in this genre hmm. it it okay. seems like it was just kind of like <clears throat> It was very much like, okay, the singer is going to tell you a story now. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah, the, the chorus is really good. Um, I, I really like the the line, like, sadness makes her smile, mm-hmm. um, which trying to find a girl like that, so if there's <laughs> anyone... I got plenty of sadness. Yeah, you will be, you will be overflowing <laughs> with happiness. You'll be smiling all the time. Um, but... Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's very similar to um, to Carousel Forty Four, I guess, in in, in structure and and what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, w- why did you want to close things out with this song? I don't. I don't know. I had a hard time picking which song was going to close it out, and and this just kind of ended up as the closer. I could have easily done um, the way I feel inside at the end. I feel like it's a good ending song, but I felt like it was a better midway song a bit but um i don't know i've just always really loved this one i only have one note on this as well and it's talking about how the chorus gets loud so yeah (laughs) Um, we're we're easy to to please yeah we seem to be very picky about it (laughs) yes um it's like a a dog seeing a squirrel it's like this chorus got loud i really like that yeah the harms are great Mm -hmm. they do a lot of that really well on this album in particular. I definitely recommend if you do decide to listen to a full album, definitely check out Odyssey and Oracle before anything else. For sure. It's perfect. Um, I did not listen to... It is. Um, no, no, no. I I, I, I kind of just... I shivered. That was literally a shiver, but I was also kind of like laughing at the idea of uh, listen to Odyssey and Oracle before anything else, like before the other option. <laughs> Before the one, well, they have a lost album and they had a reunion album, which I never listened to. I do get the part in my head when the course starts and he goes, brief condos. And like the way they say, <laughs> they say that, I just will get that in my head. Just like yeah. literally that syllable. What is, uh, what's that a metaphor for? For what is that a I metaphor? I read about that, and it actually, you know what? I think it actually has something to do with Shakespeare. Because um, on the Genius page, it said something about that. Let's see. And while Danny is doing that, I will read from La Brea Tar Pits by Weezer. Mm, okay. I was tromping the jungles. There was nothing to find. No mastodon. So that I could be the guy that provides with empty hands. I was headed I headed on home. Live long enough 
you're going to choke on a bone. Hey, hey. That's just the way that it goes. Now I'm sinking in the La Brea tar pits, and I don't want to die because there's still so much to give. I'm sinking. Could you give me a lift? Want to make an escape, but don't know where to begin. So it's a reference to Macbeth, potentially. Each time I wriggle, I sink a little deeper. <laughs> Aw, damn. So let me try to persuade you all to lend me a hand. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot. I'm reading it. (laughs) Full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Good with a spear and setting fights. Do anything for the good of the tribe. Hey, hey, could you throw me a rope? Hard to tell what's Shakespeare and what's Rivers Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And then the annotation ends with, Nothing good is coming. Their strength, their loneliness, their hopes are meaningless. Brief candles flare and flicker out. Thanks for joining us today on Five Songs or Less, everybody. <laughs> Where you get live readings of the two <laughs> two greatest bards of the last Shakespeare. Well, let's see, that was probably, I guess, two greatest bards of the last, what, like 75 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that? He was around in the early 1900s. Yeah, I I kind of feel bad because the way I feel inside and Brief Candles, I I both think are are fine songs, just didn't elicit like, well, the way, no, wait, that was This Will Be Our Year. Yeah, the way I feel inside just didn't elicit like a ton of like feelings for me, Mm -hmm. no no pun intended there. Mm -hmm. Um, And Brief Candles was like, okay, so the, the Brief Candles, Care of Cell 44, that's like the style of song I think I like best of them. Mm. And, and so they've proven they could do that a couple of times there. Um, and so that's what I would be theoretically interested in if I were to listen to them again. Mm-hmm. Unlikely, just because I am i don't listen to music, which yeah, yeah. M- makes me the perfect companion for this pod. Unless I give you 90 pound wuss again, and then you'll try to listen to anything else. Well, I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to anything. Or something I, like 90 pound wuss. I would take those scissors right here in this drawer <laughs> and stab them in my ear. <laughs> Last thing. Okay, this this was a band that, um, like, they could have made a, like... Remember, in, again, Forrest Gump, remember they did that really shitty, like, making Ronald Reagan talk to Forrest, like, yes, the really yeah. shitty, like, CGI or whatever? I do. They could have done the same thing and had the zombies in, like, a cameo for, like, that thing you do. Yeah, yeah. Because that was kind of like the before rock actually got into rock. Yeah, type yeah. of type of music. Um, it's just interesting that there was such a big divide or a big like musical jump from this '60s rock to the Who and and Floyd and mm-hmm. and, and all of them. Um, even like, I mean, who, who's like the Kinks? Kind of maybe like are in that same world a little bit. Yeah, they they um, kind of stood the test of time and, and yeah. kind of changed up a bit as the years went on. Because yeah, they were definitely that, that kind of 60s Britpop at the beginning. But they were like a bridge into mm-hmm. the newer stuff where I feel kind of like you said, like the zombies were kind of like, this is what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a very a very cool time to to be exploring that 
type of music, that people that looked and sounded like the members of the zombies um, <laughs> created all on their own without yeah. mm-hmm. without any prior no influence. influence. It's it's a, they just picked up the guitar one day and true pioneers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I liked this. I liked this playlist. It was there was nothing I like dreaded listening to. There was nothing that I was sure. like ah oh, this. She's not there is not my favorite, but I I get it. Um, and I appreciate it for like its its place in musical history. Okay. Um, I liked all of the songs after that better. Mm-hmm. And of course, we we didn't really talk about it, but time of the season is is a classic and does yeah. stand the test of time. Very very good song. But yeah, that it, it was fun, and it, it was fun to listen to something very different than what we had been. Yeah, yeah. This is our first old band, like really old band. Yeah. That was around before we were born. And probably, I don't know, I imagine we're not going to go to these decades very often. Yeah, I mean, I would... You talked about giving me Pink Floyd, but... Which I still can't believe that's a blind spot for you. It's, I've just never, I mean, yeah. I've heard songs. Like, I know of the the wall and money. (laughs) That's a song, right? Money's a song. Money's probably their worst song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just never gave them that much of a chance. I've sure. listened to an album maybe once or twice, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Bit of a blind spot. So, But yeah, anyway, I don't think we're going to get to these decades very often. We're, I know I'm. most of my playlists come from 90s or the aughts. Like those kind of decades. As of mine, of course. Yeah. Um, that's, the mu- that's the music that's had the most impact on me personally. So, Right. Yeah, absolutely. The Third Eye Blinds. Yeah. The, the Semisonics. The Counting Crows. You could give me the, two of those bands. The the News Radical. Wait, <laughs> I could give you... You could give me Semisonic. Oh, I, I don't, don't know anything re- by them. And you could give I, me Counting Crows. I would give you too much from like the same two and a half albums. But speaking of which, what do you got for me next time? Speaking of which, why don't you rate this band? Oh yeah. The most important part of our podcast. I feel like the difference between, I I feel like three is like the kind of the cutoff between like good and bad. bad. Sure. Do do you feel, is that? I, I agree. Similar. So like, I feel like anything below a three is like insulting. And like, I mean, I have nothing if not respect for my elders and the, <laughs> those musicians who came before me and allowed to and allowed me to flourish in all the ways I am capable of. And not remembering any of my past scores for anything else. This is in relation to nothing. This is just yep. how I feel today for this band. The way you feel inside. And because what is that? Why did you say that? Doesn't make any sense. It's a song title. Three point oh nine for the okay. zombies. Sure. It's a fair rating of a system that means nothing. Yep. One thing I forgot, another thing I forgot to do toward the top of the episode. We talked about how we should probably say our social uh, information. Oh, on the our social security numbers. Yes. So, so <laughs> I guess I'll do it at the end of the episode. Anyway. Just give me a band. <laughs> All right. We're going to do something a little bit different. 
Oh no. Moving away from tradition. Are we partnering with another podcast that's no, not going to work out? No. No. Fuckers. <laughs> Maybe never again. I don't know. <laughs> What's your relationship with those guys now? The occasional comment back and forth. I mean, it's fine. Like the the dude's nice. He just said he he gets really excited about something but then can't get his his podcast partner to to be interested in it. I know what that's like. <laughs> I still did it. <laughs> he still did it. Um, so we are moving away from rock music for the first time on this podcast. Okay. I, I actually have not asked you about this, this person. So I'm, but I also assume you've never heard them before. Um, next time Dante, we're going to be talking about Mogwai. The time after that Dante, we're going to be talking about labyrinth labyrinth. Yeah, I do. I feel like a, a it's a name I know or like saw at the record store maybe, but don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in the dark. He's a singer, producer, musician. Is uh, someone I've only known about for a semi brief period of time, mostly thanks to my wife, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Labyrinth. Yeah, it's spelled. It's not spelled labyrinth like the labyrinth. I found it. Okay. British. Okay. Yep. Also British. Oh yeah. We're staying on the the island. Younger than both of us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Depressing. <laughs> Younger and more talented. Uh well, yeah, that I mean, just pick a Doesn't person. Take much. Like that's yeah. 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 Um Okay, man. I am I am open. I'm not going to say I'm excited. You should be. I w- but the f- the next time I'm excited about a band you give me is going to be the first time, and I feel like I need to save <laughs> that for something that like really like blows me away. Okay, okay. So, cool, man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on social media. Please send... Five the- songs or less. Five spelled out F-I-V-E songs or less. And, on uh, all the socials. And send Dante some more CDs, everybody. Yeah, if you know anything about this goddamn Weezer CD, please fucking let Danny know. Preferably send him CDs of washed up musicians that are trying trying to write uh, time, trying to come up with ways to say things on a podcast. <clears throat> my wife is upstairs. My kids no, are not. upstairs. No. And I haven't washed my hair in three weeks. I should get back to these Zoom interviews. Is this whole CD about COVID? It might be. Is that what this is? Yep. Possibly. Fuck off. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye now. better not play that guitar or what or i probably won't be able to hear it (laughs) great it's always a surprise you're like oh hey i didn't realize this was happening on the other side (laughs) no it's gonna it's gonna compliment your introduction
Okay. Or, okay. or maybe you can go in place of. Oh wait, no, never mind. There's never music that plays after. I God, <laughs> no, I gotta listen before. to this podcast. You gotta listen to the podcast sometime. <laughs> oh, but then maybe this just can go after. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Maybe we've got a, a new. Well, it'll be go intro song, mm. introduce the episode, intro song two. Mmm, blur. 